welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I'm very excited to be here tonight. Happy National Poetry Month to you all. I hope you've all been busy, busy, busy writing and having fun and and playing and making messy with your muses. We've got quite a bit to go over tonight, so I'm going to try to get through things fairly quickly. Uh, We're going to do some announcements, do your workshop portion, blah, 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 then get to you guys where it's going to be heaven. Okay, so to start off with, prizes, prizes, prizes. The word of the day is prizes. This Thursday is brought to you by the letter P. P is for prizes. For National Poetry Month, we have so much going on. So much is happening. For starters, um, we are posting all kinds of tools to put you into inspiration overload on the Speakeasy, uh, the Speakeasy, well, my Facebook page, Speakeasy slash me (laughs) Facebook page. My Facebook page is kind of like the bulletin board in our coffee shop. Um, so, yeah, if you have books or anything like that, events coming up, shows coming up, you want to promote, post them on there. Let everybody know what you're doing. Utilize this network. All right, so anyway, we are putting things up on the Facebook page, such as um, our Inkwell prompt list that we do each week. I'm posting picture prompts. There's music prompts where you listen to music and let it guide your pen. We're doing poetry form challenges, impromptu idea starters, um, we're going to be doing, I haven't put one up yet, we're going to do five-minute flash mob free writes, which means I write the first line and everybody just jumps in and writes whatever afterwards. And we keep it going for five minutes and I'm going to shut it down. Um, we are doing, uh, posting things like journals that are open for submissions, all kinds of stuff. And that's not all. With all of these things comes, what? What was the word of the day? <gasps> Prizes, prizes, prizes. So first of all, how do you get involved in the prizes? Because who doesn't like prizes, right? First of all, anyone who, right now we have our Speakeasy Cafe broadcasting license fundraiser going on. And everybody that donates to the, uh, becomes a sponsor of the show and donates towards a broadcasting license is going to get put into one drawing. All right, this is a separate drawing, one all, freestanding all on its own is going to be put into uh, into a drawing, anyone who helps to uh, sponsors the show this year. And so we're going to have prizes for that. And then, and by the way, thank you everyone so far, all of you that uh, have donated. And I see, um, I see, I thought I saw, where'd he go? Oh, there he is, George Wiley in the um, chat room. I just wanted to, I just saw that, and just noticed that uh, he spo- helped sponsor the show this year, and I didn't get his little plaque and little card and thing to post on his page made yet, but thank you very much, my darling. Appreciate you. So anyone who, like, yeah, anyone who donates into that gets their name put into the drawing for a prize for our sponsors, and then we are also going to be doing prizes. There's so many prizes, you guys. You can win prizes for every time you bring your if you do your homework, 
your assignment, your exercise, your prompts, anything that we give out to inspire you. You know, and that includes, you know, anything. And I'll go over some more of that in a minute. But anyway, all of this stuff that we do, all the prompts that we put out, all of this, all right, if you do any of those and bring them back to the show and read them, your name gets put in the hat for the drawings and the prizes. All right. If you go, you know, and keep in mind that this means any of them. I don't care if you go on my page and, for example, look in my photo albums. There are photo albums in there of prompts. You click on that photo album and it jumps up and there's just tons and tons and tons of stuff in there for you to look at. I don't care if you get one from four years ago and write a poem to it. It's still from one of our prompts, so it counts. You get your name in the prize drawing. <laughs> All right. Um, look for the photo prompts, that past photo prompts, picture prompts that I've posted. Heck, you can look in my – I've got – I'm a photographer, too, and so I've got um, my photography albums on there. Look in any of those. Write a poem to any of those pictures, anything. All right? And as long as you – you can do this one of two ways. You can qualify for the drawings. All right. You can come here and read what you've written on the show, or you can post it onto my Facebook page. So if you can't make it over to the show to read, you can still enter by doing writing something to any of our things. We give out all of our inspiration from the inkwell, da, 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 da. anything that we've done. Post it on my page or come back here and read it, and that will enter you into the drawing. Now, Every time you do that during the month of March, your name will get in a drawing. Am I confusing you yet? I'm confusing me. So say you go on and you write 10 poems to 10 different prompts. That means your name goes into the hat for the drawings 10 times. All right? If you go over there and you write 50 poems to all those prompts over the last years, your name goes into the drawings 50 times. All right? The only exception on that is our drawings for our sponsors because there's it's been really funny there's been a, a few of you who have gotten into a um, kind of a tug of war to see who's going to get the last the last word in on the uh, making the donations They're just kind of going back back and forth it's pretty cute um, but just to let you know touch on that real quick let's see let me put my thing on my notes so I don't forget where I am okay um, the fundraiser it has four days left, by the way, just so you know. The thunder, uh, our year for 2021 is over, and we're going to be starting our 2022 year. It has four days left, and I'm going to go over this a little bit more when I uh, talk about our sponsors for 2021, but just kind of keep that in your mind. Okay, so anyway, I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, you only get if, if you've donated your names in there one time, so everybody has the same chance. That's the difference there. Just want to make sure we knew that. Okay, so anyway, we've got some really cool things happening. We've got some fun things to write to. We've got some amazing – I can't even tell you how cool this is. It's like I want to make a fake profile and come over and do it myself so I can win this stuff. That's how cool it is, you guys. Really. All right. So – that's all out. That's what's kind of going on with the prizes. Things. Do you have any questions? You can watch my page or you can send me a message. Um, 
I want to jump over and get through our announcements real quick so we can get you guys on the air. The number to call in tonight, if you'd like to call in, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All right. If you're interested in putting on a writer's workshop with us, please shoot me a message on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, like New York, Los Angeles. Nyla Alicia, last name, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message and let me know what you'd like to put together. I can help you pre-record this. You can pre-record it on your computer and send me a file, or we can do it live or a combination, whatever you want to do. If you want more information on this, send me a message, and uh, I can get you the information that you need. The next thing, I want to thank our sponsors. Getting back to our sponsors, and this is really important. We have four days left of our 2021 season. And then we are going to 2022. So I just want to make sure that we give the recognition and appreciation that's so deserved by the people who stepped up in 2021 and helped contribute towards our broadcasting license. And those sponsors are, with our love and respect and admiration, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darlene Kuhn, Uma Pocha Pali, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Kays, Paula Sweet, Timothy Melton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert McKay, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, and Barbara Cope Wilson. I also want to thank those of you who donated anonymously in the memory of Cherry Rose, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Still, Rick Smith II, and King's Cadence. All right. So thank you, guys. We appreciate you so, so much. And uh, all of you who have donated so far this year, we appreciate you. You have no idea. Like I said, we have four days left. We are sitting at, we only need to raise another 630 to keep our two, uh, keep a two-hour show, and 14:30 to do um, our three-hour show, and so if you are interested in being a sponsor for the year, any little bit you can do helps. It gets your name in the drawing for some fun things, and lets you know how much we appreciate you. So thank you for supporting your community, your Speak Easy community. So grab your pens, your papers. You know what time it is now. It is time for inspiration from the inkwell. Somebody get, please find me some drums. Maybe if I just get like a real set of bongos, even that would work, right? My drum roll. I want a whole setup, the whole kit, you know, like with the little so doing the cymbals. Yeah, anyway. So inspiration from the inkwell. Have your notebooks ready, your pens out, and we are going to go through this. I'm going to we're doing stuff a little bit different on this week for National Poetry Month. Um, so if you happen, if I go through this too quickly or I get you, get you lost somewhere, no need to panic. At the end of the show, the show goes into the show's podcast. There's a podcast in our archives, so you can come back and listen to that. Start and stop it at your leisure and uh, get all the information written down. Same thing, you know, that's an incredible resource, an incredible um tool for you to be able to use if you're sitting there some night and you don't know um something you don't know you can't think of something to write 
you can open up any of our shows in the first 15 minutes and you'll have something and be able to go off and running. Okay, so we're starting with your poetry form writing challenge. Your poetry form writing challenge. And I always thought, and this is the first one we're doing, this is the first week we're doing this, and I'm really excited about it. But I, I was, I'm a free verse writer, and I always thought writing you know, form poetry because it was very intimidating to me. Um, the counting, all the numbers. I'm, I'm numerically dyslexic, not with letters, but with numbers for some reason. And so numbers, when I look at them, they just get jumbled in my head. Until one day I was thinking about it and looking at it, and something shifted. And all of a sudden it wasn't about the numbers, it was about the words. I, it, it's like my brain changed and saw them as word puzzles, where I had to take different words, and, and like I was doing an actual puzzle, you know, put all the pieces together. So instead of counting, it became word puzzles. I mean, numbers eat me alive, but words, those I know. You know, so when that shift happened, everything changed with writing form poetry. And it's really a fun thing. And I always strive to do this. We'll get into that in a minute. I'm gonna, not going to let myself run away. So anyway, you know, even if you've never written form poetry, I think you're going to enjoy the heck out of this. And we're going to start out with something that I'm sure you are familiar with, but with a twist. So this week for your poetry form writing challenge, let's look at the haiku. Now, there are many different types of haiku, and the one we are most familiar with is the English haiku, which contains 17 syllables and is split into three lines, which are five, seven, five uh, uh, syllable count on your lines, okay? So over time, I guess the, the term haiku has really come to mean all Japanese poetic forms if you're not Japanese, that is. Um, and some of these that are, are uh, largely held under that umbrella are the renga, the choka, and the tonka, just to name a few. As I said, there are many. But of these examples, the tonka is the simplest and most common form. So it's the tonka we're going to be exploring and playing with this week. Now, the tonka is the 31 syllable poem written about any subject matter and it's traditionally written in a single unbroken line or sentence even though there are line breaks the structure of it is written as a single unbroken line or sentence it's um, I think the the, the form is, is called uh, waka it translates to waka is what it is and that's a, that word is for um, a Japanese song or verse. And tonka actually translates as short song when you translate the word as short song. So that kind of gives you an idea of what they're, they're seeing when they're looking at that poetry form. Now, it's better known to us in the U.S. in its five-line, five-seven-five-seven-seven-syllable count form. All right. So your tonkas are going to consist of five lines, and the syllable count is five, seven, five, seven, seven. It's kind of fun because it's kind of like writing a haiku with two extra lines to explain yourself. <laughs> All right, so it's really cool. And it doesn't always have to follow the unbroken line sentence rule, though I firmly believe that it should. I, you know, it's just that snippet of a thought, that hiccup. Um, so five lines, five, seven, five. 7-7 syllable count 
on your lines. And it's kind of cool, you know, when you look at, you think about things, it's like, okay, so it's a tonka, big deal. But the tonka is actually one of the oldest Japanese forms. It originated in the 7th century, and it quickly became the preferred verse form, not only of the Japanese imperial court, where nobles competed in contests with them, but they also became a very, very popular form with men and women used in courtship. It was kind of like the secret, the secret words of love hiding, weaving into, putting messages, you know, which is kind of another cool way of thinking about that form, you know, that that's what they were doing with it back in the 7th century when, you know, people couldn't speak so freely about, you know, couldn't do things like, you know, sending nudie pics over their cell phone. You know, they had to actually, you know, go through the, the it, it was much more discreet back then. <laughs> oh, I just broke my pen. Um, so, you know, kind of think about that too. You know, if you were writing this to someone, something, whatever, and you had to hide the message inside of it that that only if someone looks at it, just the right angle, they're going to see it. Beautiful on its own, but it has that secret message in there. So it's fun. Think about that. It's really fun. I wanted to read you a couple of real quick examples. And this is um, Andrea Dietrich's Tonka, and it's called Fireflies. And I really loved this one. So Fireflies. We ran gleefully chasing the summer's fireflies, putting them in jars. Those warm nights of our childhood, they flickered and then they were gone. I love that one. And then I had to read you guys this one. I read it and it's like, oh my God, I, I love this woman. I don't know what in the heck is wrong with her day, but I love this woman. This is um, Tara Chimiko, and it's called The Round Spoon. And it goes, The Round Spoon, with the curvature of a concave mirror, scoops out my eye and then swa- or, and swallows it. Scoops out my eye and swallows it. I mean, what the heck? <laughs> well, I, 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 it's like, wow. Makes your eye really big, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, I, re- I just thought that was really cool. So the Tonka, your poetry form challenge for the week. Google it. Read it. Poke it with a stick. Explore it. Play with it. Write it. Have fun with it. Okay? And just a hint, heads up, FYI, keep special attention to the prompts I give you tonight. Okay? Great. All right. Now, Speaking of those, let's go ahead and give you your 12 prompts for this week. So number your paper 1 through 12. Now remember, poetry prompts are meant to grow into poems. They're like seeds planted. With that said, the prompt I'm giving you can be the title to your poem. You can use it as a line in your poem. Or you can take the general concept. You know, Sometimes you want to write about something, but you don't want to say exactly what you're writing about. Like write about a poem about night, but never use the word night. So the title of, a line in, or the general concept of your poem. All right. Whatever you do with them beyond that is up to you. So, again, number your paper 1 through 12. Number one, at a dead man's throat. At a dead man's throat. Two, waltzing 
with the wind. Waltzing with the wind. Number three. Close my eyes on what's to come. Close my eyes on what's to come. I don't know why. That kind of makes me think of Jimmy Ray. I, I think maybe I might have to send him that one for sure. Number four. A flower without sun. I like that one. A flower without sun. Five. Kicking, screaming, pulling hair. (laughs) Kicking, screaming, pulling hair. Six. We have a poem titled that. That's just awesome. Anyway, six. Where memories are best kept. Where memories are best kept. Seven. Watercolors in the rain. Watercolors in the rain. Number eight. Closeness makes my body weak. Closeness makes my body weak. Nine. Like a sky of dying stars. Like a sky of dying stars. Ten. She gave up her baby girl. She gave up her baby girl. Eleven. The frayed thread of hope. The frayed thread of hope. And twelve. To haunt my heart at midnight. To haunt my heart at midnight. Now remember with these you can write one you can write twelve different poems. So you can write, you know, one poem to each prompt. You can mix and match them and grab line nine and eight and then eleven and maybe six and put all of those into one poem. Or if you're feeling real froggy, <laughs> you can use I almost riveted for you. Ribbit. Oh uh, yeah, but we're not gonna do that. But I really almost did. It was funny. In my head. Anyway. So you can, if you're feeling really froggy, you can write one poem using all 12 prompts in the same poem. All right? Now, remember I said earlier when we're talking about your tonka that you're going to be writing this week and playing with? All of the prompts that I just gave you, the lines are either five syllables or seven syllables. So how's that for a challenge? You want to push yourself? Who wants to be lazy? Nobody wants to be lazy. Challenge yourself. Make you do push-ups. Okay? So each of these lines I gave you, each of the prompts, has either five syllables or seven syllables. So you can use those in your tonkas. All right? Your writing exercise, this is what you're going to do before you ever even sit down and write to any of your prompts, is I want you to take the 12 prompts that I just gave you. And I want you to take, start with prompt number one. And I want you to write it at the top of your page. What was this week's prompt one? Let me grab that real quick. We have at a dead man's throat. All right, so write that at the top of the page. And instead of writing a poem to that, what I want you to do is write the ideas for six different poems you could write to that. So I could use at a dead man's throat and... Write a poem about this, or I can make it mean this, or I can make it mean that, or it could stand for this. So write down at least at least six different ideas of poems you could write to that prompt. And then go to number two, and number three, and number four, until you're all the way down to number 12, and you have at least 
six, no, like how I emphasize, emphasize that, at least six different poems you could write to each different prompt. And I promise you will not get to the end of this assignment without something fabulous grabbing a hold of you and taking you off and running. And it's going to be something totally unexpected. All right, so there you go. Those are your pick apart a prompt, your pick apart a prompt writing exercise for the week. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through. I'm for, I'm thinking that I'm forgetting something. I don't remember what I'm forgetting, but anyway, there you go. Once again, I'm gonna run through your prompts real quick you get another chance to write them down. Remember, if you missed anything, come back and listen to the archives, and you can pick it up there. So one, at a dead man's throat. Two, waltzing with the wind. Three, close my eyes on what's to come. Four, if, how many of you are counting syllables? <laughs> Four, a flower without the sun. Five, kicking, screaming, pulling hair. Six, where memories are best kept. Seven, Watercolors in the rain. Eight, closeness makes my body weak. Nine, like a sky of dying stars. Ten, she gave up her baby. Girl, she gave her baby girl. Eleven, the frayed thread of hope. Twelve, to haunt my heart at midnight. And there you go. Have fun with us. Remember, we're focusing on reading, reading, reading. As always, if you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. You are what you eat, and that includes your brain. So if you want to write something great, you got to put some great things in. So, um, by the way, speaking of, if when you come on, you tell me about a book you're currently reading and let everybody know the book you're reading and and something about it that will also get your name put into the bowl for the prizes at the end of the month. All right, and circling back once again to the haikus, if you practice a simple writer's discipline every day, this one little nod or kiss to your muse once a day, you will never find yourself getting the silent treatment when you sit down to write. In fact, quite the opposite. So every day I want you to write a haiku poem. Standard American haiku, three lines, five, seven, five syllable count. All right? So every day when you go out in the world, strive to find something worth 17 syllables. And this doesn't mean just sit down and write a haiku poem out of thin air. This means look around. Look at that man's tie. Look at that baby's face. Look at that piece of paper on the sidewalk. Look for your haiku. You stumble and trip and bump into and brush against poems all day long. But you're so focused on what's in front of you, the task at hand, the people who need the adult you, the people who need that, you know, who, who, you know, who don't even know you. You give so much to them that you don't see these things. So I really seriously want you to specifically walk around through your day and look for something and then jot it down real quick. And if it's not enough syllables, it's okay. You can go back and add some or take some away later. But the point is to get it down every day. Recognize something. Find your 17 syllables. Now, my challenge for you for National Poetry Month is to do this, to write your haiku every day, every day. And I don't care if it means right now, starting on day seven. 
Start writing your haiku every single day. At the end of the month, on the last show of the month, April 28th, I want you to come on and tell me how it has changed you and your writing habits. Because out of all the other things that we talk about on here, this is probably one of the, one of the single most beneficial things you can do for a plethora of reasons. I'm not going to get into them right now. But I want you to write a haiku. Find, go out in the world, find your haiku, write a haiku every single day, and come back here and read one or two of them, whatever, on April, the show on April 28th. And tell me how it has changed you and your writing habits, because it will. You know, maybe we'll even do a special show where we talk about it and read some of the haikus. I don't know. We'll see how many people get involved in doing this. So, yeah, bring it on the show. Come back. Read it. It'll be awesome. Find your haiku. That's it, guys. You know what time it is now? It is time for you. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. I lied. Oh, I'm such a liar. <laughs> it's time for our audio track. We always start and end every episode with an audio track. And so if you are a recording artist or you have something of yours and you'd like me to play it, you can email it to me. Either send it to me on Facebook, which is fine. I can pull it off there. Or you can email it to me. And you can message me and get the email address. It's the, the word the is in there. You guys, please remember to put the word the in first. The speakeasycafe at gmail.com. All right, and you can email it to me that way. The piece that I'm going to play tonight is by Gerald Wagner, and it's called Second Phase Navajo Blanket. All righty, here you go. Second Phase Navajo Chief's Blanket, circa... 1872. I remember a dust storm on the Pendleton farm. Sky black like thunder. Her grandma raced against the winds and slammed shut summer windows. I remember the hand-woven blanket on a closet shelf was tattered, had a few holes, maybe rode in the wagon, a wrap for the chill, later behind the pickup seat. It could have been my great-grandmother's, or maybe her mother's, both go back. When Grandma died, I took the blanket. It was hefty, flexible, not supple. Smelled of farmhouse and dryland rain. I kept it years in a box. One day, it's a Navajo chief's blanket, second phase. Coconil dyed red baeta cloth from Spain unraveled by hand, threaded lengthwise into bold crimson stripes to border one center. In the first phase, a Kiowa or Ute chief traded a hundred buffalo hides or twenty horses to select bread wool woven into simple striped patterns. Draped, worn as a robe, the blanket gave dignity and comfort. At night, it covered the bed. The Navajo resisted expulsion from their homeland. They were chained, then forced marched. Their crops were burned. Their churro sheep killed. Their fine wool forever lost. All to break their hearts. We hide the past behind a quivering wall of inverted light. 
mirages and photos of quaint native people in Monument Valley herding sheep, but new sheep, government sheep. Indigo rectangles, a new element, accent the blankets' red fields like visual cesura. Horizons hold fewer promises. Gnawing unease is no longer a sign to winter when white traders barter hard against the weavers, sell their blankets to anyone with money. Two broad bands of undyed wool, cut by a stripe of dense black, abuts the reds on either side. In summer, the flat highways melt into pools of blue. Storied spider hangs from the belly of the sky, interlaces chance into destiny, weaves the habits of indifference, the slow erosion into gossamer textiles that reveal motifs of grief beyond bullets and shallow graves. There is no lure for this blanket. Locked in a pattern too perfect to escape, I lost the thread and did not ask. Wow, I, this is the first time I've heard that. I just uploaded it tonight. Um, I think that's got to be one of my favorite poems I've heard in, in a while. That, that speaks to me on so many different levels. That whole sense of history. I think he did a really good job describing the blanket and telling his story and weaving, for the lack of a better word, the two of those together. It made it really powerful. I really like that piece. So thank you, Gerald Wagner, for sending that in. Absolutely love it. All right, guys. You know what time it is now, right? Yeah. It's time for you guys. The number to call in, 646-595-3965. If you'd like to read, you can also dial in and listen on the line. If you uh, are not sitting at your computer and you want to listen on your phone, you can dial in. Just uh, follow the prompts when you call in. So you can call and listen, call in and read. When you call and read, press 1. That lets me know you want to such as, oh, everyone, look at you all with your little hands up. job. All right. So anyway, 646-595-3965 is the number to call in. If you are on hold, this is what we can expect tonight, or you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 731 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. I cannot... I cannot stress this enough. Please introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading so that I don't get pinged during your read asking who you are and all my attention is on you where it should be. And it's really, really important because you are literally verbally publishing your poem right now. We have 15 years worth of shows on our archives. You can go back to any of those shows and hear pieces read by poets. So you are literally publishing verbally your poem right now tonight. Never send your work out into the world without your name on it. So please, it's very important that you introduce yourself. We can, I do not know yet if we are having, we've been having some technical difficulties with the show and having lines come into the show. Normally we have 200 lines coming in and uh, that has 
been an issue on the last couple shows, so I'm not sure yet if that is. I'll let you know if once that is determined. Um, I haven't refreshed yet, so I'm going to cross my fingers when that happens. But anyway, introduce yourself. You can read two poems. Unless we have line issues, then you better have everything you've ever written sitting in front of you. When you are done reading, please make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important for people to be able to come find you, get to know you and your work better, inspire and be inspired, that whole thing, right? Our little tagline, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, you don't want to just, you know, it's important to build that writer's network, and we're going to go over that on one of the workshops. Remember that we have a mature rating, all right? So I don't need to hear nipples to know there's nipples. No bumping body parts. No tab A into slot B. You guys know where the line is. All right. We have a mature rating, but not an adult rating. So don't push the envelope. Get me in trouble. (laughs) All right. Then the last thing is, um, actually, I think that what I'm going to do, I'm going to give the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up. I'll, I'll run down the line a little bit so you guys have an idea of where you are. We have, just because you mom on there, we have uh, 731, as I said, followed by 7, we had another 7, where did 734 go? They missed dropped. Okay, 731 is our first caller, followed by 717-219-832-216-863, I don't see Okay, so there's kind of a, a heads up on the lineup right now. If you're online, don't hang up. If you get kicked, call right, try calling right back in. If you happen to get that fast, busy signal that we've had recently, just keep trying and I'll let you on. All right, so let's go ahead and get 731. 731, you're on the air. Yes, sir. Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. How are you this fine little afternoon for you? I am absolutely wonderful. I thought about you when I saw that firefly poem. Sweet. Good. You know, I have fireflies at my house a lot. I know. When I made you a video of that one time. Mm-hmm. It makes me that so was jealous. Fine. I was so deep in the fireflies, I could hear them. I could hear them. The wings <laughs> yeah. buzzing, hear the electricity. I've only ever seen them once in my entire life, right? Come to Tennessee. I was in, uh, I saw, I was on a trip out there. I went to Birmingham, Alabama, and Mm -hmm. Georgia, and went all the way over to um, Myrtle Beach on the coast. So it was all over that area, and it was really awesome. And I was at a friend's house, right, and I'm, I'm looking at fireflies, and it's like, I want to go catch fireflies. I don't care if I'm a damn adult. I want to go catch fireflies, right? So his sister goes in and finds me a jar, and I come out, and I go heading off into the bushes to get me some fireflies. And they said, be careful of the chiggers, right? And I'm oh, running gosh, there all yes. excited, and then I'm coming back, and I'm thinking, chicklets. What are I mean, chicklets are going to get me? And I start, I'm going to have gum stuck to my legs? What What are chicklets? I had no clue. And then they, I remembered it wrong, and they told me what chickers were, and I was terrified. But, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But I love yeah. the fireflies. They're so magic. They are. They won't hurt you. 
Jiggers was my scratch bad. Oh. Oh. But the ones I caught in the dry, I have to share this too because I was just appalled. It like took this whole Norman Rockwell check off my bucket list, surreal, amazing moment. It would be like standing, you know, the other, another thing on there is like seeing the aurora. Okay, that was that's what it was like for me, seeing the fireflies. It was just such a bucket list experience. And then the kids opened the jars and started grabbing the fireflies and popping them and smearing their fingers along their cheeks, making themselves Indians because it glowed on their cheeks. And it was just like, came screeching to a halt. It was horrible. Kind of funny thinking about it now, though, huh? Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was being all nostalgic. Okay. Go on. I don't want to read a poem. I printed off a bunch of poems. I still want to do one. Can I do a prose thing tonight? You can do whatever you want. I mean, people read prose here all the time. I just, mm-hmm. Everything I do rhymes because, I don't know, I have a rhyming disorder. <laughs> but I wrote, something, I wrote something the other day. That it's a true story. It really happened. It's just the way I told it. Even the people involved that read it didn't dispute a word of it. So that was kind of good. This is called The Longest Day of the Year by Michael Todd. June 21, 2006 was the longest day of that year. Carrie said so as another ambulance drove past us in search of a road out. We were in Nashville near the airport at Vans Warped Tour. This would be the last yearly stopover for the Rock Music Single Day Festival due to rumors this land would be sold for the purpose of building houses in a county that had already overbuilt its tax base. My two main points of interest for the day were easily identified. I wanted to see Emory perform Walls, and I wanted to see and hear Haley Williams and her band Paramore. Carrie went for Joan Jett, co-figure, Joan was there for the older crowd who was stuck taking their kids. Carrie was all of 21 years old. But this is not about us. Maybe a little. We arrived late as I was up all night because Sarah Sessions, my friend who worked at Best Buy, convinced me that buying a DVD of the movie Donnie Darko would be a wise investment. You're right. After working away a hump day and getting home by dark, I pressed play on that flick at 10 o'clock and ran it until midnight. When it was over, I was so wound up I could not close my eyes. Every light in the house was on. That movie scared me. It caused me to have dreams and the kind you wake up with with night sweats and terrors that leave you apprehensive all through what's left of an evening. You may go back to sleep, but you never admit to it. After buying our tickets... We made our first turn on the runway. There were five stages in use, from the paved pavilion to the gravel road to the dirt path to Emory, who was about to close their set. This was a band that formed in Atlanta by a group of college kids. On the day they loaded up in a van and headed for Seattle, Washington, to become famous, they listened to ongoing news updates about jets flying into the Twin Towers. When Toby Worrell rushed up to the microphone screaming, Are you listening? I most certainly was. Listening to Walls, just his plan. Timing is everything, Nala. Don't let them tell you otherwise. After that, 
we made the scene for half an hour visiting with several bands who did not make the cut, so we're not performing. Many were selling CDs and T-shirts and just glad-handing. Happy to meet you, and gosh, it's hot here in Tennessee. Tennessee at high noon that day was 106 degrees with zero breeze. By 2 o'clock, we were 40 feet from a stage, shoulder to shoulder in a sea of mankind, and the band was just starting to sing Megan's best song of the shows. She turned and looked up to me and smiled and promptly passed out in my arms. I mean, she was out like a light. Fortunately, my longtime concert partner was only five feet tall and not at all heavy. I hoisted her and carried over to a nearby hillside where there was a concession stand for the day and an ambulance for the moment. The EMTs made quick work of Megan with water or Gatorade or whatever their marginal magical potion was. To be honest, I had my back to her watching the show. Eventually, Caitlin, Megan's bestie, tapped me on the shoulder. Megan is hungry. Without making contact, I said, Megan's always hungry. No, the guy in the uniform says she should eat something now. Well, fortunately, she was sitting under a shade tree adjacent to a tent where they were serving barbecue sandwiches complete with slaw made with mayonnaise. Good gosh, the girl nearly died of a heat stroke, and now she was flirting with food poison. By 4 o'clock, Caitlin had fully fainted once, and Megan did so once more. My solution for them was to take them back to the asphalt where the bathrooms and permanent concession stands were. I bought for each two bottles of cold water, left them sitting on the ground propped against the shade tree. They were among many others in their same sad state. Carrie was waiting for me on the back stages. As I sprinted along, something felt strange, almost eerie. I stopped dead in my tracks, and I looked to my left to see a hundred angry faces staring right at me, causing me to lean toward an exit stage right, but the same scene seems caused me to realize I was right in the middle of a wall of death. Just past the gathering of hateful heathens on the stage, William Francis, the lead singer of Aiden, glared in anguish as I was holding up his performance. I waved, offering a sincere, my bad, which I was sure was not really enough to suffice. Just as I cleared the collision path, where I'm sure several mosh pit patrons died in battle, I realized it was just a few steps from a tent. I eased in and found myself in the middle of a live television interview on Much TV featuring the Pink Spiders. The interview asked who I was, and I immediately responded, DJ Mike of DJ Mike in the Boombox. Well, that was enough, I suppose. I then participated in the interview for several minutes. And then I thought about Carrie wasting away in the hot sun. Having said my goodbyes, I made a beeline to the Joan Jet stage where I bought a T-shirt for a girl I know in Poland whose MySpace name was Carrie, which is the daughter's name I was holding water for. What a coincidence. I found my Carrie, handed off the bottles of water, and she said, this is the longest day of the year. I told her, yes, it is, and I just heard the heat index had reached nearly 120 degrees earlier that day. She said, no, silly. I meant this is the first day of summer equinox, therefore the longest day of the year. The Joan Jet performance was flawless. Harry said it was the highlight of her day. After the last encore, I glanced up just in time to see a drumstick sailing through the air, coming right at my, ouch, right between the eyes. Oh, mm, 
followed by a dozen piranha wannabes attacking me below the knees in search of acquiring that concert souvenir. Finally, I heard a voice vibrating in triumph. Man. Oddly enough, the following year at a Lizzie Hale Hailstorm concert, the drummer once again hit me in the head with a drumstick. This time I stood on it until Kylie Rose could get a grip and slap me on the leg, proclaiming she had it in her possession. I bet you it's still on Kylie's wall. Good for her. Paramore was somewhat anticlimactic, although they did perform the song My Heart, which was a pleasant surprise. Well done, Haley. On the way out, we picked up Caitlin and Megan, went to the parking lot, and made our way to the interstate. Driving back across West Tennessee, I asked if everyone had a good time. They all said they did. Really a grand event, but for one fatal flaw, Megan slept through her song, the one by the plain white tees. Hey there, Delilah. That's all. The end. That was amazing. My bad. <laughs> I don't know anyone who writes slice of life or Polaroid, Polaroid prose the way that you do. You're a master at it. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad you shared that. That was amazing. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I got. That's it? That's all? That's it. That was long. That ate up a lot of time. You got other people when we get on. So, How can we find you, baby? DJ Mike You can find me. You can find me at mike dot com, and Mike Todd is spelled M Y K E T O D D. Awesome! All right, you guys go show him some love, Michael. Thank you for that amazing start to the show. It was beautiful. Thanks for having me. Always and forever. By the way, I sent you a song. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 717. 717, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. How are you? I'm doing okay. Not quite as stressed out as I've been in the last two years or so. That's good. Yeah, it's I recently become became unemployed, but it was a, a huge, kind of a huge relief. Now I just have to deal with, uh, well, deal with the deal with the related stuff. But you know, I have to tell you, I have talked to so many people this year who have said those exact same things. You know, because of a lot of stuff has changed because of COVID and all that and all the changes in lifestyles and, and things. And there's quite a few people that found themselves in a bind and for one reason or another were unemployed, right? And they realized it was the best thing that ever happened to them. And most of them right now have started their own businesses of some sort and work for themselves now. You know, they just, they had enough. So my wish for you is that you get... You, you stumble over a winning lottery ticket, and you get the money to fund fund whatever it is you love doing in life. Well, I'm going to try and start uh, pursuing freelance work mm-hmm. in different areas, you know, stories, essays, greeting cards. You know, try, you know, get um, going to try and uh, see what 
what nine to five jobs are there to at least have something coming in. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So I'm gonna. Uh... Well, anyway, before we continue, my name is James E. Rothline, R O E T H L E I N, because the last name's not spelled the way it sounds. <laughs> All right, Darren, I'm ready. I'm excited to okay. hear you. Um, all right. Um, this is uh, National Poetry Month. I, I did one that um, could be considered Ars Poetica, and this one is titled Poem Dark. Poem Dark, night surrounded, written in a light-starved room, words reflecting a winter fog, frozen, thick, and rolling, through streets of soul and mind. The poet's heart as iceberg, deep and dangerous, cursed, so cursed, but loved for what they are, not who they are. And knowing this, John died, Anne died, Sylvia died. Wow. That was amazing. Are you there? Oh, no. So is there time for one more? Or Yes, of course. Okay. Uh, this one is called Honey in Heaven. Queen of my days, goddess of my nights, come unto me in this little corner of country. If only to speak of, to me in a tongue lashing move I de- mood I deserve, that I may see, that I may hear the honey in heaven of your eyes, of your face, of your voice, and the poem. <laughs> Have you ever known someone that didn't matter what the interaction was, it was perfect? That's what that makes me think of. Thank you. Absolutely love it. James, you can't stay gone so long. I really miss you when you're not around. Well, it's um, well, it's usually, before it was... Um, work related because like usually the next morning I gotta be mm-hmm. up early. Like I wake up at like five. And so I'd usually be tired just like, oh I gotta go to work. But now right now I don't have that problem. So well, um hopefully I'm... you'll get hear me hear from me a little bit more often. You should see the grin on my face right now. It is so big. All right, James, and you tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. Okay. Um, like I said, uh, it's James E. Rothline, R-O-E-T-H-L-E-I-N, if you could write that down, guys. Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Well, why don't you do me a favor? in the spirit of National Poetry Month, jump over on my Facebook page and say, Hi, everybody. My name's James. Here's some cool things that I do. And put some links okay. in there. All of you should do that. That's another task okay. for all of you. I want that stuff on my page. So, yeah, come share yourself, all your links, your TikTok, every. I didn't know about any of that. Here I could be, like, getting right. my James fix whenever I needed it. Well, um, if anyone else wants a, uh, a James fix... <laughs> I do have three books out, 
and of course one on the way. Uh, musing on Cricket Game of Life, part one and a half, an extravagant way of saying nothing, and Letters to Roxanne, which are now all available stores, libraries, retail outlets. Like the third one is available at Walmart. What? So, uh, yeah. How'd you um, do that? Well, uh, my my publisher is making it available through iPage Distributing now. So before it was only available through their website um, and uh, Amazon and I think ebook in Barnes and Noble. Uh huh. But now uh, the print copy is available on those. That's so, awesome. Um, I will post a link. I will post the at least the titles of the books so people can look for them. So if you go to the bookstore, and if they don't have it in stock, you can request it, and they'll be able to get it for you. Well, I need to figure out a way to get an autographed copy because, you know, I can't just have the book. I have to have an autographed copy because, you know. Well, I, I will give you my address. Um, I'll uh, FB message it to you. And I can send it to you, and you can send it back. Yes. Awesome. All right, James, fantastic job, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Appreciate you for being a part of the family and really happy you have some time to to be here. Well, thank you for having me. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week, hon. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller, area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Hey, now how you doing? This is Brother O speaking. How you, how you feeling? I'm doing awesome, Brother O. How are you feeling? I'm doing I'm doing good. That's great. I'm doing really good. So what are you going to share with us tonight, my dear sir? This is a poem called What You See from Brother O is exactly what you get from him on and off the poetry stage. Dedication, strong work ethic, desire and passion, determination, consistency and productivity. But you see, the brother is exactly what you get. On the poetry stage, I'm all about business and focus on the task at hand. While undergoing the transformation to brother the living miracle professor of poetry, the audience focuses their full attention on his activity. And now my presence in the building. See, I'm a poet who encourages and inspires the people. I'm a poet who always educates and uh, raises awareness on the real issues facing our people. And a poet who shares his own unique perspectives on love and relationships and high button topics. What you see from Brother O is exactly what you get. I don't claim to be the coldest or the dopest of the bars. I'm not an erotic poet, more like a sensual romantic poet. I'm not an expert of wordplay nor a true wordsmith. I'm not gifted with a loud and dynamic voice or impeccable delivery. Nor do I express how word displays with emotion. What you see from Brother O is exactly what you get. I'm a poetic professor who teaches you valuable life lessons. 
I'm a naturally gifted storyteller with unique ability to translate my life experiences into poetic masterpieces. I'm a poetic preacher gives you the true word of God minus the church reacting. I'm a brother who is not afraid to express his views and opinions. I'm a poetic educated call to awaken the minds of my people. And the example of training my eventual replacements to continue what I have started. Poetry again from what you see from brothers and exactly what you get. Off the poetry stands, I'm a very pleasant and down to earth brother who you can have intelligent conversations with about a wide range of subjects. A brother who is a role player in your team, family, and organization. And a brother you can hang out and chill with. What you see from brothers is exactly what you get. I'm a quiet, mild man and reserved brother in real life. Funny, clever, compassionate, and loving are among my greatest qualities. I'm very observant and pay close attention to every detail because I'm a perfectionist by nature. I have a special ability to adapt to any environment like a coyote. And comfortable around complete strangers and treating my family. And I'm a brother with an even kill personality who starts with distractions. It feeds an incredible focus daily. Honesty, care, and integrity, true. I'm a straight shooter who pulls no punches. Give you words of correction in addition to timely advice and gentle wisdom. For what you see from brother is exactly what you get. I'm a brother who is a faithful, dedicated servant with a big heart. A natural born introvert with the capacity to love and to sell people who are not ashamed to be different than everyone else in the crowd. I'm a brother who loves people who have got individuals. A brother who doesn't worry about insignificant issues and problems. And a brother who always puts life in perspective. For what you see from brother always is exactly what you get. I have no need for frills or fanfare. No applause and praise. While the glory belongs back to God. I'm a very sensible and practical brother in real life. I don't need an entourage, but I have many of my friends and associates and supporters. Yet, I have a very small circle through a loyal friends and family. But what you see with Brother O is exactly what you get from him. On and off the poetry stage. Are you still there? Still Are you there? Yes. Can you, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, I can hear you. Was that end poem? Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know if we dropped it. I didn't hear you say end poem, so I didn't know if the, the call dropped or something happened or if I dropped it. It scared me. That was great. Absolutely loved it, Brother O. You're welcome now. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Are you going to read two tonight, sweetheart? No, just one tonight. Just one? one for the night, yes. Okay. I'm glad you're doing well. Big hugs to you. And um Thank you. Make sure that you tell everyone how they can find you before you take off. Are you following Got a, I post a lot of a lot of stuff. 
stuff, poetry-related, inspirational quotes, and, you know, I've just posted a lot of videos of my poetry recently. I posted two videos today, and I'm just, just, uh, just, just, uh, I'm just, just waiting to get back on that live stage in a few months, but until then, I to the show and uh, writing poetry and and things like that while I'm down in the hospital. So I'm doing well, guys. So do I, did I understand? Me. Did you get like a heart transplant or something like that? What happened? No, I'm a, I'm a waiting one right now. That's right. I'm, yeah, I'm a waiting on heart transplant right now, but I'm in good shape. You sound really good. You sound really strong, and and that I, I had no clue. I was absolutely floored when you told me that. I mean, I knew that you had read poems about some of the struggles you had gone through. I just didn't know they were ones you were currently going through. Yes. So, yes, yeah. You're you're amazing. Yeah. But uh, you know, I'm gonna continue doing what I'm doing what I'm doing because this is this is my this is my calling in life now, and uh, I'm just I'm just grateful to have this gift. Grateful to share with you guys every week. That's it. Well, yeah, we're grateful that you're here with us every week. So thank you, sweetheart. You're welcome. All right. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you. Oh, you can find me on Facebook on Omar Brother O'Gavin. And uh, no matter the time I'm in the process of uh, launching a YouTube channel and getting some other projects that I've been been putting off for years, and I'm finally ready, ready to, ready to, ready to get those out there. Awesome, and we will talk to you next week, right? Yes, I'll be back. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. You're welcome. All right. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you are on the air. Hey, Manila. <laughs> so are hey. you wanting to be here? No, of course not. I had to drag the other half of me over so I could sit down right. You know, I'm really going <laughs> to F with you sometime. I'm going to wait until the middle of the night. I almost said the word thought, but I didn't, okay? I just want you to know that. That was showing restraint. But I'm really going to I'm gonna wait till like, really super late one night, like maybe 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm going to call you on the phone and say, Soldier Blue, hi, you're on the Speakeasy Cafe. What are you doing? You got a poem you can read to us? And you're going to wake up and not know what the heck. Hey, good thing I keep the ringer off. Oh, wow! Wow! Way to way to steal my joy. <laughs> you know, focus. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm telling you. Oh man! Yeah, uh, this this soldier blue and um. Uh, I I like that piece. Um. About the uh, the blanket, that's kind of cool because that's uh, I, or I should say that's that's one of the reasons why 
uh, I hold my brother's gift to me several years back at, at Christmas time in such high regard. I received a um, Pendleton uh, blanket from him, and um, just n- knowing the history. I mean, and we're talking the the the, the full history, not just the uh, blankets that were offered in trade or that were uh, given uh, as I'm gifts. an Oregon girl. I'm very, very familiar with, with Pendleton Wolf. Mm-hmm. Okay, but also those moments of assassination and betrayal and, uh, and, and like I say, the whole, the whole history. Not, like I say, just, not just part of it, but, but all of that and it's in its own fashion, you know, has woven uh, a very wide uh, history. Just even, you know, if you go back and trace it through the the, the Pendleton blankets, mm-hmm. um, and I know, you know, within the traditional families of the Diné which is the actual name for for the Navajo, that when a person would die, they would burn their personal belongings with them because no one would want to buy or to wear a uh, person's clothing. The Paiutes did that as well. Uh, that, you know, had, had deceased. So, it's, it, you know, like I said, I just, I, all of those things, you know, were, you know, coming to, to mind for me when I was listening to that, to that work. And I was like, I said, that was a very good, a very cool, a very cool piece. I enjoyed that. Well, I'll send you the link to the, uh, to the guy that wrote it so you can check out his other work if you want to. Okay. And uh, one of the, uh, oh, I should, I should mention that, not because anybody noticed, but. <laughs> But just because I, you know, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't here last week, um, and that was because I was talking to one of my younger relations, who has her own uh, printing press. So we're gonna get together and do a collaboration, and so probably, um, I'm not sure exactly when, but maybe in the next. Or five months or so, there should be a uh, a book out of oh, collected exciting. works. So, yeah, so that looks like it's gonna that's gonna be cool. She and I and I uh, I uh, um, uh, gave her a few uh, tips on some of the uh, uh, incendiary literature that I've been reading. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so now she can be incendiary too, you know. <laughs> I get an autographed copy, right? Any of you guys that have books and I don't sure. have an autographed copy, by the way, we're going to have words. <laughs> hey. I need those. I need all those things, all of them, all the things. Yeah, so you. I'm excited for you. That's going to be amazing. Congratulations on that. Yeah, it's going to be cool, I think. She, a fun project. She herself is a Muskogee, so that that's going to be an interesting uh, difference of perception there. And uh, the the speaking of incendiary, the the latest edition of what I'm reading is the the death of Re- Raymond Yellow Thunder, and other two stories from the Nebraska Pine Ridge border towns. A man by the name of Stu Magnuson. So it's it's very it's a it's it's not a 
it's not a pretty read. Uh, I'll tell you that it's not a pretty read, but it is. It's one of those things that for me, you know, I having grown up during a lot of those happenings, um, I, I, uh, this, this, this kind of book fills in the gaps for me. So I enjoy it for that, from that sense. Well, I'm proud of you. So it's very, like I say, it's very, it's very nice. Um, anyway, um, so next to that, that's next to that's uh, that's one of the things that I'm reading at the moment. Um, this piece is uh, called Bears uh, Sons, and that's bears as in the you know the animal, the spirit, being all kind of points in between, I guess you could say. Bears sons, bundles of bones gathered in smoke. The robes of dreams no one else can see. Mean so, well, he haunts me. The storytellers returned hand over hand through the umbilical of smoke. Oh, yes, it is done in smoke. The ghosts flow over the highway on a cross-wetted breeze. Ragged ends flying, hooking on natural and on alternative debris. Shake the dust west from your feet. Let the rough of your neck absorb the dew of the morning star. Cave, shadow, and bare constellations in the waning distance. Home, Minshu. Let the day begin. Gasolin, day breaking the silence of the wounded night, heartache receding with the shadows, bones of earth showing through the rib cage of our earth, a wealth of ravens positing her strength one more time. High noon. And the bare sign is evident upon the tree that touches sky and grass. Gesa kega wapa. Skulls peeping from long forgotten places, bears, suns, and solar panel relief. It is remembering. The night we all sat down upon the dreams of forever. Honfe. Desperate hours as we shake the dust from the symbolic rattle. There is a difference in the air, a heaviness to a shaky breath from the hind side of nowhere. Bears have arrived to grind the bones left in their solar plexus. Planetary deer slayers, the rich aphrodisiac muzzle dipped blood. Wabin Wahimitsu. Solar flares, bare suns rise, Schwarze. Prayer smoke is eternal. 
shading lines fall from the West Ancestral Passage. We become their dreams, the ones they sing about. Well, I'm sure the family firmly in hand. We palm touch the earth. Apitra. See it green. Seize it from the green of topsoil fields that no one can use. Pedzesitze. Live coals glow, changes made by lines of sight, tidal pools, earth moves by water's request, core of white water looks like a string of pearls, white as bone, like you, muted by time and misery, weathered by the frailties of flesh, and the sun rises again. The flesh of the corn receives us into its husk, and we are left to wonder, have we made the proper sacrifice? Were the seeds planted so deeply enough? Yes, as deep as water. Everything moves through the thickness. Everything steady, steady as she goes through the current. Water weeds, rivers bleed like shimmering, swaying hair. Drenched, river stones smooth, weathered, easy to grasp, rising entities from another set of directions, pointed to the lodestone. Migake Mothenas. Title song for a sacred stranger, Pathinghunga. There is no room for anything else. Smoking death applied to the familiar, and the circles go round and round. Sense and sensibilities, the smoke lingers no longer, the rivers wander no more. Breakwater distance, survival is resistance, so they tell us. Hard to say when your bones lay broken on the shore. Bear sun, Sundance, Busey, Dasihi. The cleansing heat will make you wither. Bones, blood, storms of injustice, ink tattoos will last longer than these stains of an alien people. We are children of knowledge, grandchildren to their understanding. We separate ourselves from you. Beneath the bear's sons, we are the ghost road born, and we are always walking our way home. That was phenomenal. Thank you. 
language is it that you're studying? I forgot. Oh, my people's language, the Osage. So can you do me a favor? What's that? I need to find out how to say, um, like, a female storm or lady storm or woman storm, um, like if someone's name was Storm, like she is a storm. Mm -hmm. I need to find out how to say that correctly. So that's your homework is to find out for me. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I mean, everybody's language is different, though. I mean, I know mm-hmm. that, uh, like the Dine, they have, they have their names for that, and and again, it also depends on what kind of storm it is. Um, the Pueblo have theirs. So, I mean, we ours. I mean, let's put it this way: because of uh, the. Uh, I guess I, I guess you could say that one of the more prevalent things in our landscape. I mean, there were the buffalo, of course, you know, which from which we, you know, got a lot of our needs met. But within our our within my people's uh, text of it, in terms of uh, you know where what we what we would um, describe most often would be rivers. Of one sort or another, because that was uh, because we were woodland plains people. We we would do we would we would, uh, we would you know have di- varying descriptions for for water and for um, for rivers. But I can find you something, I'm sure. Okay, that would be most helpful. Sure. <laughs> Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone how so, they can find you, honey. All right. Uh, you can find me at uh, face, uh, Rick Wild at uh, Facebook, uh, and it's in parentheses it says Soldier Blue. And then also you can uh, find my uh, podcast, which is Red Earth One, and I just spell that out in separated words and as in on the in the various uh, platforms of uh, podcast uh, iTunes Google uh, Spotify uh, various others that uh, you know I think it's like all together like like eight or nine different platforms that I, that my uh, podcast can be found on uh, plus the original which is the the anchor anchor uh, app podcast. I can, I can all be linked to that. Um, but that's it. And then, you know, like I say, the upcoming uh, project, you know, with the book, you know, which is something I'm definitely going to be looking forward to. And uh, putting that together and uh, seeing what comes out of that. Perfect. And I'm going to get an autographed copy, right? Yes, you'll get a copy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. Love you, sweetie. Thank you. You did a great job tonight. Yeah. Thank you, Miss Nyla. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, indeed. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 216. Mama. Mama Cakes. 216. 216. Yes, that's me. That should be me. Hey, Nyla. 
Hey, Mama, how are you? Well, we're not going to go into that. We're going to read poetry. We're going to talk about that another time. But I'm just going to let us know what. I can talk now. Good. You remember last week I shouted out Kimberly from Birdhouse Vibes, and she sent me all that medicine, and it's been working. So I'm shouting it out again. Kimberly Lopez from Birdhouse Vibes has the herbs that heal, and it works. The doctors couldn't do it, and now I'm talking almost like normal again. You can hear the difference, Nyla? I can hear the difference. You had a real hard time last week. Yeah, and what a difference a day makes. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm happy and I'm not going to go into any details. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Okay, really well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing really well. I'm busy. I'm crazy busy, but okay. I'm doing well. You still take time for us. That is amazing. Um, (laughs) I don't know where you get it. I don't know where you get the self determination, the wherewithal. You guys are my salvation. I'm telling you. And the unselfishness, because I, I think I got inducted into some kind of program, and they found out I was not the right one. So I guess they just like uninducted me. Been on here for how many years now? Fifteen years. I think I did like three shows. <laughs> so I can tell you, it's not easy. And I always <laughs> have to salute you. I have to salute you for all these years that you've been doing this for us. And um, I don't know what I would do if I picked up the phone and dialed in and didn't hear your voice. I would just probably just lose it. So. Let me read the piece. Um, I'm going to read from my book, well, my chat book, uh, Classics and Epics, Volume 2. The name of this is called Gracious Receiver, A Strong Flame Flickers in the Distance is Moving Toward You. When it is time to shine, shine. When the time has come to dim your lights, be silent. Speak with your eyes and heart. Watch the new amber radiate in the midst. Flickering flames are approaching. Some have come to refuel you. Prepare to welcome their glowing energy Receive them well when the givers of the new light comes to embrace you. Allow them. Remember, all things, for all things, there is a season. You cannot forgive, I'm sorry, you cannot forever be the giver. Become humble as a gracious receiver. The receiver is also blessed. Let them give, for it is written, it is more blessed to give than to receive. What is hidden in the passage is you not allowing a person to give because of your pride 
is also cheating them out of their blessings. Let them who hold the strong flames now restore you and be grateful. That's that piece. Wow. Teaching us something every day. Thank you. Thank you. We got a lot of people that don't want to accept things. They just want to be the giver. They want to be the ones getting all the glory, having all the fun, getting all the blessings. Okay. Getting all getting all the okay. breast blessings is a good thing, I think. I would do that. Yeah. I give them all yeah, to you. Let other people get something too. That's why no matter what little I have I try to share. You know. Uh, God also appreciates people who give a, a, a you know, give all the time, but he also appreciates people that give a little bit of their little bit. More than he gives to care about the person that gives a little bit of their whole lot. <laughs> so I just give a little bit of my little bit. You know, he appreciates that. So here we go. Be the best in your flesh. The name of the piece. Shallow thinkers do not think past what they have been told. Deep thinkers think past what they feel and have been told. Free thinkers research what they have been told and compare it to what they feel. And they weigh the universal truths against their personal truths, against customs and beliefs. The outcomes of such behaviors objective is deriving at truth in its finality. The overall and final truth is like death. The cause may be different, the outcome the same. You will surely die. This is the absolute truth. The only need for absolute truth is to be a better human being while you live. If any human being deliberately, collectively, singly, directly, or indirectly interferes with another another's right to pursue happiness by the way of religion, strong-arming, war, greed, rape, murder, they shall be held accountable and will pay the ultimate fatal penalty. So do not force your parroted, non-researched hearsay down another's throat, causing them to stumble. Essential point is first, do no harm. While living in these testing grounds on earth, do no harm. Be the best in your flesh, and your spirit will go innocent and uncondemned. That is universal law. Be the best in your flesh. By Mama Ola Deji. Be the best in your flesh. That's awesome. Thank you. Okay, my darling daughter. My darling, darling daughter. I love you. Yes, ma'am. Glad that you are so faithful and true to the game. I really needed you this weekend. There you are. So I did my two pieces. So I gave my little bit. 
a little bit of my whole lot. Oh, no, I gave a whole lot of my little bit. Or did I? Well, I gave a little bit of my little bit. <laughs> I gave what I had. To put it like that. <laughs> uh, I love you, Mama. Give me a call this week if you get a chance, okay? Oh, I sure will. Okay. okay. All right. I love you. Thank you. Awesomeness. All right, guys, we are having some issues with the phone lines. Um, If you're trying to get in and you're getting that fast, busy signal, keep trying. It's going to let you in. I may get a chance to actually play some tracks here in a little bit, which will be pretty cool. Um, If you want to call in tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. If... uh, our line and the texts are usually pretty good about getting the lines open fairly quickly. So, um, yeah, just keep trying, keep poking it with a stick; it'll let you in eventually. I'm going to go ahead and bring on six three if it will unmute for me. Eight six three, you're on the air. Um, and hello, Nyla. Um, hello, Noreen. Hello. <laughs> okay. Um, hello. Um, um, I, 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 um, you gave me an advance warning on um, when you said my Eric. I can't remember. It was after, um, <laughs> after, uh oh, um, after Mama's. So I can't remember that her number, and then I could turn it off when she was on and listening to it on the on the um, phone. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I try, I try to do that because you know I know you listen on the computer. So yes, yes, <laughs> okay. And, and 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 for um Gary's poem, I um I'm I'm reading his one called Right. Okay. A good idea to write around is not a great poem, but a good poem. People being bashful, singing and playing music. Everyone should be proud of every word in the song they sing. Birds sing a note, church bells ring, Christmas songs everyone sings. Jailbirds sing, a baby child takes things and then loves giving them back to you. Do you know what the baby knows? Do you know what pleases you? Can you remember what pleased you in your baby bed? Can you now know what pleased you on your deathbed? The end. Wow. Well, That's pretty damn profound. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, so many lessons he teaches us with his writing. Yes. We love him so yes. much. Yes. I miss him. Mm-hmm. We all do. Yes. And we're all still embracing him and you and you and him together. Yes. And mm-hmm. it's always going to be that way. Yes, it will. Okay. And in, in, in the poem I got, I I wrote... I, you know, you uh, this this past week you put a, a poetry a photo a poetry a prompt up there about a woman there with her with a cheer around her. Well, yes. I, I wrote I, I wrote one on that, and I haven't put it Wait on a the poem on there yet. What? I wrote one did, on that. You did what? I wrote a poem on the the woman laying there with the cheer around her. So what you're saying is now let me I want to make sure I get this correct so let me you know let me repeat it what you're saying is that I posted something on my page and you wrote to it yes and now you're bringing it back here onto the show to read it to me yes yes you know is what that means okay? right um is it okay 
it means that you get your name in the drawing for the prize prizes we're going to be doing at the oh, end wow. of the month. Okay, that's right. You just made that this, in yep. the beginning of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So if you do any write to any prompt on my page, any picture prompt, any writing prompt, any anything, or any of the homework I give her. If you come on and tell me about what books you're reading, if you, I mean, there's a hundred different ways you can get uh, entered into the drawings. But the biggest one is to watch my page, go into my photo albums, look for those prompts, write something, either come here and read it or post it on my page. And you guys will be entered into the drawings at the end of the month for National Poetry Month. So as we speak, I'm writing Noreen, Mary, and Noreen. Okay. And you are going into the drawing pot. Wow. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and and this poem is is about Gary and I is okay, and that's what came out of this one. It's called His Masculine Smell. Okay, that's the title of it. Okay. The scent of his masculinity still lingers here. After all these years, I don't want to move, not even an inch. Taking it all in, inhaling deeply his scent. My arms embrace my body, falling asleep, entering into another world and to another dream. My dream of my man and me, welcoming each other with open arms, kissing and loving each other like we never loved before. He took my hand pulling me close to his body. We slow danced to the song, Could I Have This Dance? I woke up to his masculine smell lingering. I felt his breath on my body. I sensed his spirit. Oh, what a night this has been. Oh, just pinch me. Is this for real? Or is this just a dream? The end. Hmm. Noreen. It was beautiful. Oh, thank you. Uh, made, it made my heart just... It made my heart pitter-patter. Mm. Wow, thank you. Love you so much. I love okay, that poem. Thank you. Got me all choked up. Wow. And and and, right. and there's another one, but I haven't wrote to it yet. Where a woman would have a camera, already have one in mind, have it in mind, and then you then now um, I haven't wrote it yet. But then when you um, what was that um, prompt? You look it up again. There was a prompt. Um, you said um, where memories are best kept on number six, and that would go go with a poem I have in mind on on the woman holding a camera. So I got to write oh, that cool. one. Yes, yes, you do. You're just going to have your name in there a hundred times, aren't you? I don't know. I, I doubt you're going to win many. all the drawings because you're going to be in there five million times. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Too funny. All right. Do you have? Do you want to read another one, sweetheart? Um, no, that would be it for tonight. No. Okay. Okay. I can think. I'll read get another one. one of Gary's. Okay, I'll read one of the Gary's. Okay. Because you get two poems, so Gary gets two and you get two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, here's one he wrote called, 
Starlight, Starbright. And I know Robbie's birthday is coming up, and Gary wrote this one for Robbie. Not for his birthday, but he wrote this one because he knows he loves stars and, 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 all that, and astronomy is what he wrote. Mm-hmm. Okay, Starlight, Starbright, first star I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I might have the wish I wish tonight. Robbie, which star I have in sight will grant my wish tonight. Robbie, the astronomer that you are, should know the name of this star. The end. That is sweet. You have to yeah. type that out or post that on his page or send it to me, and I'll put it on a picture with a birthday cake or something and give it to you so you can send it to him. Okay. 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 And and then, um, okay, here's one I, um, okay, um, called Les Danks. And this, I wrote this poem because first, because when, after Terry, Gary had the stroke, and and I know we always loved the Danks, and I and I thought, this can't stop, this ain't going to stop, this from dancing. So I was standing there in front of him and holding his hands, and I just started swaying his hands around like we're dancing. And he said, oh, my God, the first time we did this, he said, oh, wow, this really tore me up. He just started laughing. He, he the ha- Wow, he was just thrilled with that he was so it was so awesome and made me cry because i was so happy he he enjoyed it so we did it quite often we always loved doing it and this this what the this what about the poem is about called let's thanks let's be creative and get active hold my hand while i stand pretend we hear a band while we dance our way as we sway our arms non-stop yay we're not feeling great we're taking a chance, but thanks. This is romance. We're having fun. Our lives ain't done. So go away. Let us play. Let us have our say. So we will throw good for our souls. Sit in your wheelchair. I'll stand as we declare every day we'll dare to do this again. And let's hear amen, amen, and quit when we're ready to do so. And you'll know. But now bring out the banjo, and we'll put on a show. We'll take a chance. Now let's thanks and show you romance. The end. <laughs> I love that one, Noreen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're very, very welcome. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. And um, you can find Gary and I. Um, I have find our books on Amazon.com, okay, and you can find us on our website, um, uh, Gary and Noreen Snyder front slash poetry, and then you can find us on, wait, you can find Gary on um, Facebook.com on um, ReverbNation.com, PoetryPoem.com, and you can um, find um. um Find me on um, um, ReverbNation.com, PoetryPoem.com, and Facebook.com. And you can find both of us on um, KO-FI.com, front slash Gary and Noreen. And then, um, and, and, if you, um, and then you can find um, us on the Poetry Club. And I have Facebook Live every Saturday at... Um, Four o'clock every afternoon, and and for the um for this month, 
Um, I'm going to have announced it yet. I did a video first so I can put it on um, on on Ko-Fi for the uh, membership tiers. And so now I can announce it since I did that. I'm going to have a um, uh, going to have a do it on the Facebook rooms so people so everybody can go in there. And I'm going to do a, a, a thing called Let's Have a Poetry Party, where everybody can come in and read their poems. Read their po- poems, or if they don't want to read their poems, they can read somebody else's poem. So make sure that if you do read somebody else's poem, and they um, tell them who, who, who wrote it. That is incredible. That's going to be, be so much fun. You're doing so much. I am so proud of you. Well, thank you. It's going to be on Tuesday. Oh, this coming Tuesday. Um, I think the best time is 5 o'clock. Very cool. Well, make you sure think? that you post it on my page and let everybody know. Okay, I will. And then, then on the um, okay, on the 26th, on the Tuesday, I'm going to start a new show once a month, and it's called um, oh, 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 um, Have a Chat with Poet Noreen. And then I, I, I since Wes Ramsey never, um, um, I have somebody else in mind, so I'm gonna get hold of this person. It's gonna be an hour, but it can go over an hour. And um, and, and where the first part of it is gonna be where I do the interview and we talk. Then at, toward the end there, the last part of it, anybody can um, uh, uh, write in and ask if they have any questions they want to say or anything. I'm gonna do it on StreamYard. But I'll stream it on YouTube and Facebook. You know, you had so much fun, Noreen, doing Reverse. Yes. What would you think about doing the Reverse show? Can you want to set up a Reverse show, and I can give you the graphics and stuff for it? Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, that'd be awesome. But I, mean, I you don't can know. Do it but, on, you but, can do it on the venue I you're doing it. I mean, do however it. you're doing it. You're doing I, your I shows. Could. You can just... I couldn't be good as uh, Andy. I never could. <laughs> that it would be very poetic. Yes. For you to take over the inkwell, and I'll just give you all the graphics and all that, and wow, um, or not the inkwell, uh, reverse. Yes. And I'll give you the logos and all that, and you can start doing, you know, whatever. I don't. What's the venue that you use for your shows? Um. Um, I use um, Facebook Live um, on on Saturday on Saturday night, and with the new show, I'm going to use StreamYard. Cool. Well, if you want to set do a reverse show over there, then that would be very cool for you to do that. I would love okay. to pass that torch to you. Okay, I could do it on StreamYard. I, I can't think of anyone else that deserves to be able to do that the wow. way that you do, you and Gary together. Wow. That was your that, thing. That was your jam. Wow, that'd be an honor. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and um, I know I could never uh, be as good as Andy, and and I hope I could do hi- do him justice because it was his, you know because because he was his show at toward the end there. So but I hope this I isn't going to be justice. Andy's reverse. This is going to be Noreen's reverse. So you do whatever okay. you want, and it's going to be amazing. Okay. And Andy's going to be sitting there saying, "Wow, I wish I could do it like Noreen." <laughs> Wow. It's an honor. I would be very happy to do that. I just I think that it's the right thing to do. Okay. Cool. Wow. All right, so what were you saying? 
What were, what were we doing? Wow, that's an honor. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. And when did you want me to start that? You can start it whenever. This is your. It's yours now. You own it. You have it. It's your show. Okay. You know, I, you you can still, you know, it's okay if it has ties to, to this show. That's cool because people know it. But it's your show. You you schedule it. You do what you want with it. You make the format however you want. You know, if you want me to, you know, if you want to have any questions or anything like that, and send me some messages or give me a call, we can go over stuff. But it would be real cool. Okay. Wow. Okay. It'd be an honor. Because I sure miss that show. I know you do. I know yeah. you do. I know what it meant to you guys. So yes, it's just it's the right thing to do, don't you think? Don't you feel that? Okay. Okay. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I know somebody asked Gary long time ago um, if he wanted to do it. I think that was you or Mama or somebody said that that we that we should do it. And Gary, uh, you know, after um, Andy left, retired from it. And Gary mm-hmm. said, "Well, he said he would love it, but he said he couldn't because we didn't have we didn't have the um." The the, uh, the internet connection the, you needed, right? We didn't have the right connection. Now we we got um, now we do have um, we don't have dial up anymore. We have um, what you call it? <laughs> not dial up, but it's not dial up, but oh, um, high speed. What you call mm-hmm. it? High speed. Yeah. yeah, we have that. Okay. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do that. Let's get that. Okay, help get that put together for you. Okay. Okay. Um, they, wow, this is awesome. No, right? It's perfect for you. Wow. All right. Tell her how to find you guys again. Oh. Okay. I'll oh, were you gonna read? Did you read two of Gary's? Right. Yeah, I read two of Gary's and two of mine. Okay. All right. Just making sure that my gabbing hasn't got me lost. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Do you want me to put you back on hold so you can listen? And um, because right now I have no lines, live lines coming into the studio at all, so nobody can call in right now. If you guys are getting okay. a fast, busy signal, just keep trying. It'll let you in if you're trying to call in. But I can put you on hold and bring you back on yes. a little bit after I play some tracks, maybe. If I don't get anyone yes. else on the line. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I can do that. And James, okay. you're still on the line too. So if you have something that. Uh, you know, maybe something else you might want to read. I'll check with you you here in a bit. But I'm going to play a couple of tracks first so I can talk to tech support. All right. I'm going to put you on hold, Noreen. Thank you, baby. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. All right. So I am going to play. I wish I had been able to get a couple more uploaded than what I was able to. But I'm going to play. I wonder why I don't have any Soldier Blues stuff on here. I'm going to have to ask him because he has tons of stuff recorded and I don't have any I was looking and I I don't I don't have any there are no poems by Soldier Blue so I'm going to play this piece I have um, called uh, let's see which one one I want Symphony Rainbow that's King's Cadence here's Constantine Um, I'm going to play this one by Ron Constantine he was got COVID and was in the hospital and uh, it was pretty scary. He was pretty scared, but he's come out well. It's taken some time to recuperate and mend, and I just want to play this to let him know that we're thinking of him and we love him, and uh, I'm glad you, uh, really glad you're still here with us, Constantine. Here you go. 
and Freddie Mercury by Christian Chopek. I'd like to return this exquisite bouquet I purchased here a bit over a week ago. As you can see for yourself, all the chartreuse orchids and fuchsia oriental lilies are dead. Here is my crumpled receipt. Sorry about that. The return for my purchase will have to be applied to this debit card since the one you charged just eight days ago has since been compromised. Yeah, that was a pain, but the bank teller was so very patient and kind. I'd also appreciate a return for my son's glow-in-the-dark goldfish, Wally. He did, too. Yeah, that's how my son announced it yesterday at 6 a.m. In case you were wondering, we named him after Wallace Stevens. We especially love and read at night 13 Ways of Looking at a Blackbird and a Snowman. Oh, I can see you're not charmed. Let's move on. Actually, let's be quiet for a moment. Well, I mean, me and not you, since you haven't acknowledged my presence yet. Can you hear the foghorn blaring from the coast of Rhode Island over the Long Island Sound? I always wanted to live on an island, in fact, but one without any bridges for car travel in and out. That seems like cheating the inhabitants out of a true island living experience. But I digress. 
Maybe you could turn down the volume on the elevator music and pay attention to the foghorn. A ship might be dying and all the fisher people on board. I'm not sure why you don't why you seem so perplexed. It seems I've ruffled some feathers underneath your expensive cashmere sweater somewhere that can't be perceived with the naked human eye. Aren't you going to do something? While we're at it, whatever it this is, I'd like to return this highlighter yellow tiny bird. It bit the dust at 3 a.m. this morning to reference the 1980 Queen song. Do you know it? Shall I play it for you? I have it right here on my YouTube playlist. Ironically, it might make you smile. Freddie Mercury's dead, too. His birth name was Farak Bulsara, by the way. Most people don't know that he was born in Zanzibar. Now, that's a place you don't often hear, or really even hear about at all. I mean, it sounds like a made-up fairy tale, ancient mythological city. No. That's how Zanzibar could market itself for more tourist enthusiasm, as well as a guiding Freddie Mercury tour bus to his grave, perhaps. Come to think of it, I don't know where he's buried. Let's see. I have a Wikipedia app on my phone. Oh, he was cremated. But it doesn't say where his ashes are. Let's ask Google. I don't want to be cremated, by the way. Do you? I worry that since it took a full three days for Jesus to rise from the dead, I might feel the fire singeing my flesh and bones. Is that silly? Superstitious? Ignorant? Playing it safe? I'll read to you about Freddie Mercury's ashes because I have to say you're not cutting me off so possibly. You may have some interest in our topic in hand, or you're bored here in your empty shop or too lazy or afraid of me to interject. You can search me. I'm not hoarding any guns or kitchen knives. For two years after his tragic death, Mary, that's his ex-girlfriend, who stayed his closest friend, kept Freddie's ashes in his bedroom. Ever since the rumors, British spelling, he's Persian English, as to where Freddie's final resting place is circulated. That's a bad sentence grammatically. Blah, blah, blah. Some people believe he was returned to Zanzibar, while others claim his ashes are buried under a cherry tree in the garden of his London home. Hmm, that's interesting. I'll now finish off this riveting to me subject. He was a world-renowned for his four-octave vocal range, and he died in 1991 from complications of AIDS. Remember those days of the 80s and 90s when everyone was extra homophobic and suddenly concerned about the sexual history of potential sexual partners? I wonder if there are statistics on the increase of monogamy during those two decades. Now we have COVID-19, obviously, and can't even breathe on a stranger, let alone have sex. Ah, a reaction. Your left eyebrow moved up. You're not a robot after all. I dare say you're a human. I'm surprised because beneath your black COVID prevention mask, you're donning a flesh-covered ceramic mask, a grand facade that makes you seem more composed than you are internally, but bravo. Your coping as this complex conundrum continues to unfold into the day we're in. Now, back to the subject of death, which brings me here. I'm not sure if you have any children of your own, sir, but did you know that at the age of three, some children start the process of comprehending death? 
after they learn the word and attach meaning to it, they will appoint a puddle with a frog lying up its belly and say, Dead, Mommy, dead. As if they just want a prize. And then the awkward and unanswerable questions follow. Mommy, when will you die? When will I die? Does God die? Well, I'm here, and I'm thinking about it. I might as well return my degenerating body. You know, well, you don't. But it's just linguistic filler to punctuate the other more important words. I mean, specifically, the degenerating muscles in my neck and back and in my small joints, hands and knees, larger ones, back and hips, too. But the medication promises to help only the small joints. I guess you could say I'm atrophying. I jotted this note down yesterday when I woke up. Dear doctor, I'm just too busy dying all the time, and I have so much to do. Here is my highly organized to-do list for today. See, can't you do something or write a referral to a different specialist who can? But you and I, here and now, we're essentially having a one-way conversation about entropy, don't you think? I'm not sure if you can read me or not, probably the latter, so I will tell you I'm very nervous and will step out into the cold to clear my head, smoke a cigarette, but first, do you know the part in T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland, published in 1922, by the way, the lines that go, my nerves are bad tonight, yes, bad, stay with me, speak to me, why do you never speak, speak, what are you thinking of, what thinking, what? I never know what you're thinking. Think. Well, that was fun, but you're not finding any humor in all this. I have a dog, T.S. Eliot, but I can see with your slipping ceramic disc, not the COVID one, that you don't care. Yeah, I'm stepping onto the ice outside your shop's doorway. You really should put some of that clumped ice that eats away at the ice down. You need quite a lot for the ice skating rink parking lot situation you've got going on. If you must know, I'm going out to have a cigarette. You're the second person to know about my closet stress of smoking. I refuse to stress eat anymore. See, my favorite winter coat won't button at my protruding stomach. Sure, I could move one button over, but I'm going to get thinner. Just wait. While I'm out in front, I hope you'll follow the proper more protocols for refunding me the cost of the orchids and lilies, my son's goldfish and the yellow bird, and my malfunctioning body. Please don't think that you need to call my manager because I'm well aware that you own this enchanting store. And don't worry. Well, you don't seem to be worried about anything. I don't waste my brain energy on Yelp reviews. But my second or third thought, maybe I should. I'm really not threatening you. So I'll leave you to it so you can focus on all. I've enjoyed this soliloquy immensely. I hope you tell all your friends about the crazy poet who came to your store today and wouldn't stop talking about death, poetry, and Freddie Mercury. It's not that I'm lonely or anything. Really, it's just hoping to volley some ideas a bit, you know, warm up on my instrument, play some scales. Good day, sir. In case I don't return for my return, I won't forget you anytime soon. That was Michael Todd, and he was reading Krista Jopek's poem. And I absolutely love that piece. That was Death Poetry and Freddie Mercury. 
All right. So I'm going to go ahead and try to take our next caller if I can. Um, again, we are having issues with our phone line, so if you're trying to get in and you can't, that's why. Keep trying if you're getting that fast, busy signal. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to get through this. All right. I'm going to go bring Uma on. I think this is Uma. Hello. Uma, are you with us? Yes, Naila, how are you? I am wonderful, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you all so much. And I you have been very enjoying welcome. the music as well as the lyrics, and it was beautiful. It was, uh, uh, it's not gray. I can't say it is gray, but it's definitely heavy on the heart, but it is good. Yeah. What I was uh, listening to just now, and uh, I have a rules. Silly in the sense, it may be silly, may not be silly, but some silly things about some silly things that I have written, and I just wanted to. I know, you know, we have to understand several things in different complexities, so I will be reading that poem in just a bit. I'm just looking up for that. I go to the page. It's a um, poem that I have posted today. And because it is Thursday, I make it a point to sit down and write it early so that I can read it with Naila Alicia and friends there at Peaky Cafe. So um, the title of the poem is, it's, uh, let me see what it is. It's uh, Life is Too Little. That's what it is saying. So, my husband was asking, "What do you mean by too little? Too small? Too short?" I said, "It is too little." So, the concept of life, I'm not measuring with time. I'm measuring with di- different dimensions. I said. So, is it too long since you last heard me or have seen me? Guess what, my dear? It's that long since you left as we find life. Why on earth do you take trouble to circle my backyard? It is mostly dry with grass and dried leaves, except the roses. Those are precious, since Krishna loves them roses that you plucked. If you know it is the most unselfish act of nature to offer, you wouldn't insult and drive over it. Go say your prayers. For you did wrong. Tell your Atma that you hurt what Paramatma cares. He'll forgive. Still, you need to raise a garden to rid the burden of stealing Messing with what's not yours, it is Krishna's. Leave things the way they are supposed to be, to let be. It is him, not us, who created all. Enjoy on his name. Do your duty, enjoy the fruit absolutely, knowing him. The giver who blesses, and yet, anytime you do something that's not meant for, I mean, and yet, anytime you do something that is not meant, 
for one would reap what one they what they sow in their life or the next i would forgive so would the lord in heaven for heaven's sake how about you could you ask for forgiveness or could you let god help all may he give you the may he give you more life to repent reform and poem wow that was beautiful <laughs> thank you so much you're welcome i love it when you write about your faith <laughs> i love it when you write about how to live life how to be a decent person how to walk through life yeah it is mostly like i'm telling it myself it's not for others so when i write mm-hmm. it for myself i share it with others and then sometimes it applies to anybody you know if someone must have uh, you know it is symbolic at the same time it could be real also the situation that i was explaining mhm symbolic in the sense a flower doesn't have to be a flower it could be a precious uh, you know thing they like or someone or uh, anything that you know that somebody comes and then tries to take the credit away if you wrote a book or a poem or a um, let's say um, found some recipe for something they take it away and put it on their name it's like stealing it so it didn't belong to them at all to begin with but then things happen and we should not lose hope because they have stole something that belongs to us because we should alienate ourselves also from the fact that the attachment that we have and see it okay so they have done that I guess what uh, you reap what you I mean you you get what you have uh, done so reap what you sow exactly so i report it so and i i get the karma of what i have done so in that sense if i did a good thing good if i'm hearing good music good poetry and trying to adopt it into my words my vocabulary translate my feelings and my emotions or my uh, thoughts into words maybe i'll be able to do that maybe i have to put more effort because if the poem is very very light not there is no depth in it there's no vocabulary or uh, um, beauty of uh, literature in it that means i have to go back read my uh, you know wordsworth or um, shakespeare or wh- whoever is your favorite you go back and read that once yeah. you read and once the words are different then you come back it will give you like a totally different facade absolutely absolutely agree and um, coming here is always an intellectual exercise and also i can say i'm letting my thoughts process so it's a great place to be and those few minutes that i share here have molded my thinking and my life i really love 
to be here and then get going. <laughs> I love that you I love that you are not shy about letting these people know. Sure. Sure. What they mean to you. I have. Yeah. And then um also the fact that um world is full of uh, things that we can share and then we don't have to feel surprised or we don't have to feel anything about it. I used to, even to read a poem also, I used to be very shy, but listening to all and then you give a lot of encouragement and inspiration and uh, exercises to improve our skills. And if we just follow at least one of the seeds and sprout them into a poem, we are going to reach heaven. So I can guarantee you that much. If somebody has done that, I'm sure at the end of the century, I mean, the century is already gone. So before the end of the century or before the middle of the century, there may be a few couple of uh, Nobel Prizes. Who knows? (laughs) In fact, you know what, Nanda? You should have these um, recordings just as they're being recorded and recognized. You should allow them to give credits for what you're doing the entire service, and then you don't know what and where it can go from there. <laughs> I'm just, can I just keep you forever, please? <laughs> yes is the appropriate response. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Tell everybody how they can find you. Oh, I am I am the dust in the air, so if you can breathe and if you look up around the ocean, the speck of dust that you see under your shoe could be me some millions of years back. So I have a question for you. Yes? You paint, right? I do. I do try to paint. Okay. So... I want to find out if you can get like a little four by six canvas or a little five by seven canvas, just a small little tiny canvas, right? Absolutely. Or canvas yes. canvas board. And I want you to paint mm-hmm. something for me uh-huh. to hang in my office. I will and then do you that. can you can take and like put a line of something, put some secret message, but write it in in. Um, your language so that I can't read it and I want it on the on the back of it or on the front of it or something. We'll do that, Naila. We'll do that. And I will trade you, I will make you a ink pen, one of my dip pens to write with and we'll trade. Oh, that's a great thing. It's you Let know me... uh, the ink pens that Naila does, they have magic in them. You can keep on writing poetry endlessly. So I'm going to work for that. <laughs> I would I would love to do that because I would love to have something a piece a piece of your soul tangible in my hands. I would love to trade yes. with you. Definitely, Naila. I would do that and um, contact you at the earliest. Okay, perfect. All right, honey. <laughs> thank you, and we'll talk to you next week. Sure, sure. 
question. Okay, and, and remember, uh, if you said, write something to one of my prompts and you bring it uh -huh. back to the show and read it, you get your name in the month if in the month of, month of March. If you write to one of my prompts and bring it back and read it on the air, your yeah, name I gets did. put into. Yeah, I, I think I did. So I'll bring it back again. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, and, and you can do it many times. Every time you do that, your name gets entered mm -hmm. into the drawings for the end of the month. So, write lots I of them. I take one one prompt a day and keep writing. How about that? That works. <laughs> <laughs> that works. All right, so sweetheart. Thank you, you so much, honey. Okay. Thank you, and you all have a great day. Oh, I became I naturalized into being a Texan, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why would anyone want that? Well, I'm here in Texas, so I have to be one. Actually, you know, I really like Texas. I used to live down there. And, uh, you know, uh, one day I was coming from India, and uh, I heard the air hostess speak in accent. And usually I said, are you from Dallas? I asked. Yes. It was sounding like, you know, beautiful music to me, to my ears, and you were saying something. I'm sorry. No, I forgot what I was saying. I was listening to you now. Now you were saying about one day something. I don't remember now. That was so five minutes ago. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about things definitely next time. I, know. I think I'm getting a whole lot of your time already. I'll, I'll remember it maybe later. <laughs> Too funny. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much for reading, and we will talk to you next week, okay? Absolutely. Thank you, Naila. You're Thank welcome, you, hon. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, we're going to play a couple more audio tracks. We still have no lines open right now coming in. There's the the uh, five wired lines. We don't have any other lines coming in. So, again, if you're trying to get through and you're getting that fast, busy signal, please keep trying. <laughs> All right. The audio track that I am going to play is... Let's do Maggie Moyer. No, we're not going to do that one. Sorry, Maggie. Um, let's do... We just did that one a while ago. I really need to get some of these new ones. More of these new ones. I need to sit down, get my butt down, and, and get these done. I have about 30 of them still to upload to the library. Well, let's play something by Philip. Kent Church, you want to? Let's do... Um, oh, let's do this. This is a song. Now, everyone knows, you know, Philip Church, our Appalachian poet, cowboy poet, um, who we lost, but will always be found in my heart. I loved him so much. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, anyway... This is Philip Kent Church, and he had a song, he had a poem he wrote called I Called Her By Your Name. And then Jody Piles, the Jody Piles band took that and actually turned it into a song. 
which is really cool when that happens. So this is 585, by the way. I see you on the uh, on the board, but you are not in the lineup. So 585, um, if you want to come on the air, press 1, and that will let me know that it's okay to unmute you. If you can, press 1. I may uh, end up checking with you later just to make sure. If you're here just listening and hanging out, appreciate you. Thank you. Um, wait a minute. That's Douglas Curry. Doug, if you, whenever you're ready to come on the air, press 1. Okay? So I see you down there. Anyway, so this is Philip Kent Church's song, I Called Her By Your Name, and turned in, or poem, turned into a poem by the Jody Piles Band. So here you go. Maybe. Don't tell me my board's down, too. Am I still here? Can you guys hear me?
of the dreams I remember from childhood. I am a boy, rescuing a maiden from a tower, or not rescuing anyone in particular, but definitely a boy. For years, when the only language I had were the scraps tossed from the popular kids' table, lesbian seemed as likely an explanation as anything. What does it mean to dream myself a gender? What does it mean to hold that secret beneath my tongue? The first time I kissed a boy, he was so tall, his lips so soft, I dreamt of the ocean for weeks, never in control of my limbs. Next to him, I seemed a convincing enough girl, at least when I was awake. At night, I was Batman. At night, a fireman. At night, a boy with muscles in boy places and a firm hand and a direction to run. The first time I kissed a girl, I did not like the way our faces melted into each other. Where was the stubble, the hard jaw and cinnamon I could not breathe through all her lilac? I dreamt of being lost in the forest of a terrible tidal wave. If I was not a lesbian, what possible explanation did I have? What words could I tie around this treacherous heart, this impossible hunger, this miserable mind? The first time I saw you, someone said, oh, he's definitely gay. And maybe that was a confusion I recognized. The first time we kissed, you told me to take it slow. I placed my hand against your ribcage and you moved it away. I felt like a 14-year-old trying to get a bra strap off. You spent the night anyway, and we lay next to each other breathing, my hands inches away from your boxer shorts twitching against the covers. The next morning, you made the bed and folded all of my clothes while I was at class. 
You learned to play the harp and sang me songs while you played. For my birthday, you baked me a triple layer cake, woke up early to ice it. I watched your shirtless torso push icing through a tube. I have never loved a body the way I loved yours in that moment. You pick flowers on your way to class. Leave bouquets in every room. When you dance, the walls lean to get closer to you. When I finally asked you if you might want to date boys, I held my breath while you thought about it for a long, quiet moment. I haven't met one I'd like to date yet, you said. And for right now, I'm pretty in love with you, if that's okay. And just like that, I did not crave language I had always thought I needed. And just like that, somewhere a hand reached backwards into a faraway dream and said, come on then, we've got a maiden to save. I guess what I am saying is you make me feel like a boy, like the boy I have always been. At night, I climb trees and wear cargo shorts. I scale buildings and build fires. When I wake, I am curled around your back, the happiest big spoon in the drawer. You are naked and heavy breathing, the man I love. I hold your body like the gift it is and safely sink back into dreams. Absolutely, absolutely love that piece. All right. So we are still having issues with the phone lines. If you're trying to call in and getting the fast busy, I am so sorry. Um, we've got about 30 minutes left in the show. I'm hoping that they can get that fixed before. But it's giving me a chance to play some audio tracks, which is nice. So I'm going to go ahead and play another one. This is Shay Alexi. And it is crazy bitch. It is Friday night, and somewhere a boy is bleeding neon all over my name. I dated her once, he says, double fisting ever clear and insecurity. She was a crazy bitch. And so, every time my ears ring, I say, Thank you. I say yes. And it's Miss Crazy Bitch to you. Sir Crazy Bitch the Magnificent. Every time my ears ring, I think, look at the moon. What a crazy bitch. The way she never lets the night tell her what to do. Every time my ears ring, I think, today the crazy bitch should go to flight school. Sky write the names of her abusers above their apartment houses. Demand accountability, as a crazy bitch is wont to do. Every time my ears ring, I think, no, not crazy enough. Because the craziest bitches don't redact names, do they? Guess you're getting lucky this time, but never in the way you wanted. It is Friday night, and I am drilling oil wells into my shins, harvesting the marrow mailing him a milkshake of my inside. How surprised he will be when it tastes like him, silly boy. Don't you know we crazy bitches have no more room in our closets for skeletons? We carry them within us. I've got bones within my bones, and all of them are rotten with the memory of you. It's Friday night, and I, a 
crazy bitch. Yeah. Do the craziest, bitchiest thing of all. I forgive him. Woo. Again. Even though he does not deserve it. Even though no crazy bitch is required to do such a thing, as no crazy bitch is required to do anything other than what they damn well please, and yet, I, like the moon, nearly drown every night by darkness. Yet I, like the moon, refuse to let him swallow me up. I, like the moon, am a crazy bitch, perpetually rising in my own hemisphere, even if you can't see me yet. I am bone, bursting through bone, bursting through all this neon blood, and I, like a crazy bitch, am winning. <laughs> Love that. All right, let's go ahead. We're going to see if I can unmute 585. Five eight five, are you with me? Yeah, I am. How you doing? Hey, baby. <laughs> I I was able to get finished with what I was doing. I haven't seen you guys in a while. It's good to be here. Oh, uh, I have missed you. Yeah, you know, I miss you too. That's why I tried to get here last week, and you know, wasn't gonna make it. And then I figured, okay, maybe it's a half hour. Maybe I should wait till next week. But. <clears throat> But you, you outed me. I was I was hiding in the shadows, <laughs> just listening. And you said five eight five. You can press one. <laughs> uh, so, so you having a little trouble with the phones? Yeah, yeah. Well, Indeed, we are. Well, let's see. Uh, nothing new, but here. Um, so here's a poem I wrote after some of the demonstrations after the election and it's called My Neighbor Jim Me and Jim, we've been neighbors three wives, eight children's worth I ain't never been in his house but I once brought his puppy home from bounding around the neighborhood All we say is hi and bye and grunt you see the game last night? Jim left a card and some flowers on my porch when my Mabel died, but he ain't never been in my house. I seen Jim bow his head this morning, and he grunted something like, hey, Willis, but never looked up in my face. He just kept walking, his red cap, his red cap bobbing, mouth shut tight, head bowed, just walking to his house with a blue flag no longer waved, just old glory and don't tread on me front of his house where I ain't never been across the street from mine and Paul. Wow. So tell me you have more. Do I <laughs> have more? Okay. <laughs> we can we can trade, you know, we can do a do a Doug and like Nyla show until we fade out. <laughs> that works. Uh, so um Cruising along, doing 70. Under 20 in the school zone. Some stretch it, push 25. A man a man about town does 30. Cut loose, go, go, go. Packed in light bunches. 
I'm sorry, packing tight bunches, coughing, smoking, grumbling, fighting for space, yelling, glaring, eyes glaring, 35 to 45, road rage, staying in their lane at 55, 65, one here, a couple behind, some way up ahead in a hurry, trying to get where we all must go. I'm cruising to the groove now, easy rocking to the mellow tune, with just a few ahead, most behind, I'm cruising along, doing 70. Into the horizon, sunset glow, well past the glare and noise, leaving all the roadkill behind. I'm cruising along, doing 70. And the poem. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah. <laughs> I bought... Yeah. <laughs> You you know you should always have one on the ready yourself, right? Me? You yeah. guys don't want to hear me. Well, you're the one who'd be guilty of dead air. <laughs> <laughs> I have y'all's tracks to keep there from being dead air. Okay, okay. Ducklings' lives matters. The endless cycle. Cop saves trapped ducklings. Cop shoots another black man. Today in the news. Motherless children. She limps, a wing dragging the ground, lifting, falling, flailing on the city street. Chirps and squeaks call it call to her from the nest high up on the softest corner. Without thinking I begin to sing. Motherless children have a hard time when their mother is gone. A cat keeps vigil on the window. A cat keeps vigil through the window thing. That's a true story. I saw an injured bird who had a nest right up above my um, porch roof. And she was injured. She would never get up there again. And the little uh, chick were doomed. The cat was looking at the bird through the window. Okay. Are you there, hon? I'm still here. I'm flipping through. Okay. Oh, I thought you I thought you lost the poem. I didn't know you were done reading. Yes, I'm done. I was done reading. <laughs> you had to you had to tell me I'm because oh. I'm sitting here very quietly thinking, What happened? Oh my god, please don't tell me we've lost him. Oh no, no, no. So the last thing I think I said the last thing I read to you was about the bird. Um and, uh, just about an injured you know, animals don't go to the hospital there, you know, wild animals. When they get Pretty much any kind of a serious injury is spelled death. Yeah. All right, just for fun, and it takes a little bit more of our time. And I've thought about it today, but I, I don't know. I thought about it today, so here it is. A nursery rhyme. It's one of my favorite poems. Dr. Seuss and Mother Goose were having tea one day. Your pastry looks tasty, the doctor said in his rhyming way. 
Got him from the cupboard, said old Mother Hubbard, just past the three pigs' house. The only one left standing, the brick one that beat back the wolf, she said, as she was handing him a slice of pie. That little Jackie Horner, man, what a goner, was Dr. Seuss's reply. Look at his thumbprint in his slice. It ain't cool. It ain't even nice. And that Jack Spratt and his fat wife, I can't figure out for my life. For the brilliant cat hatter that I am, how he could eat the fat and she the lean, but not the, my greens, eggs, and ham. You seen little Sally Walker, the little hip shaker? How about the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker? And little black Sambo, I heard he went Rambo and tore up the briar patch. Cross were rabbit a problem, because he thought Sambo would rob him, maybe. But he was cool, stopped acting a fool when he saw his cousin, his tar baby. Oh, I don't know about these children today, Mother Goose said with a frown. I ain't seen such a mess, well, I guess, since London bridges came falling down. Not since someone sat in the three bears' chairs and someone slept in their bed. Not even when your silly cat went to wearing a hat on his head. Well, it ain't getting no better. No, it ain't. I say it ain't, said Dr. Seuss in his usual way of being quaint. Because today they don't read. Half of them can't write. And they use a TV screen and buttons to fight. Monsters, ninjas, aliens, police. Yes, the police. They don't want to be the good guy. They all want to be the thief. And the game most popular of all those bought old, I think they call it Grand Theft Auto. And these kids tell stories you wouldn't want to hear. With beats so strong, they'll bust your ear. Little baby boys who can't even walk will learn how to rap before they learn how to talk. And if the itsy-bitsy spider come down that water spout, they'll pull out an Uzi and blow his brains out. Mother Goose just hung her head. She looked at Dr. Seuss and said, We tried to do good with our nursery rhymes, but I guess we are now just behind the times. Someone else must take the lead and give these babies some new things to read to speak to their life and not their death. Who will, do, who will do this, one that's new or one that's left? They sat in silence and sipped their tea. Their concern for the children was easy to see. But what was needed and who would do? Better ask the old lady who lived in the shoe. Down the yellow brick road, a pied piper can beckon through our children's books and bring them to record with themselves, their world, the things they should know to make them survive and thrive and grow. So of lesser acclaim than the doctor and the mother, today's writers and artists have a task like none other. The very tough thing that is ours to do is to answer Mother Goose's question, who? End the poem. <laughs> I love it. You're so clever. That's, well, that was an oldie. And... Uh, that was a fun poem to write. You, you know, some sometimes you just start writing something for fun. And so just just so you don't be banal with it, just so you're not spitting out useless rhymes, you find a thread of meaning and follow it. So I was just I was just doing I was doing rhymes and then they started going in a direction and so so let's make it about something rather than about nothing. Yeah. Hmm. All right, sweetheart. Do me a favor. I uh, we got one more person on. I'll see if I can get them on here. Go yeah. ahead and tell Look. everybody how to find you. Yeah. 
Well, my name is Doug Curry, Douglas Curry on Facebook, and um, I um, my poetry will be found on allpoetry.com under the name of Man Chills, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D, 99, Man Chills 99, and that's on Facebook, oh, no, not Facebook, but that's on allpoetry.com, and uh I kind of check around and look for look for poetry and watch the site. So I hope I'll uh, catch up with all of you, or any of you can catch up with me. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you being here, and we'll talk to you next all week. Right. Okay. Okay. I'll take care. All right, baby. Bye. All right. Let's go ahead and grab our last caller for the evening. Four one nine. You are on the air. Hey, Nana. Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. Okay. Good. All right. I've got a actually it's a new one. Uh, it's entitled uh, a poem for Judge <clears throat> for Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. Katanji, do it all. You shine. You refuse to let those races define you. The efforts to break you down failed, but you held your composure. With Tom Cotton, the descendant of slave owners, when Tom Cotton, the descendant of slave owners, treated you the way of his ancestors and called you a liar in front of the whole world. When Ted Cruz grew his people lies and venom, like the snake in the faith that he is. When Lindsey Graham yelled at you, demeaned you, and shamelessly talked down to you in a condescending way. And your poise made his noise, noise. And as I watched the sickening hypocrisy, the racist attacks on you by the party of racists, I was reminded of how I felt. The first time that I heard Billy Holiday sing Strange Fruit, and of how many black women that I have seen cry without shedding tears. And I saw the years of the strength of our ancestors on your face. And I saw what they could not see. To your right was Rosa Parks, refusing to give up her seat. To your left was Angela Davis, just raised, demanding equality. And behind you was Harriet Tubman, guiding you through all of their bullshit. And I heard Cory Booker call you sister and tell you that God is on your side. And I knew then, Katanji, that you would be okay and that I could breathe. And Paul. Wow. That was intense. Thank you. That was incredible. You gonna read more Thank for you. us, honey? Okay, I got another one. <clears throat> it's called Love and Amber. Sweetness is sweet, delicious as honey. Smile of all smiles, sunny of the sunny. Soft as a soft, gentle as a gentle. Just the thought of you makes me sentimental. Loveliness of lovely, such charm and such grace. The essence of beauty is captured in your face. Your body is a temple of Egyptian perfection. You have captured the image of Nefertiti's reflection. Nubian queen, delicious as honey. Just the thought of you makes my day sunny. And the thought of your touch, so tender and gentle. Man, just the thought of you makes me sentimental. In poem. 
<laughs> you know, strongly intimate. Thank you. You're very welcome. I loved that piece. All right, sweetheart, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come find you, how they can give you loves. Okay, you can find me at the Melvin D. Johnson on um, on YouTube and on allpoetry.com. Perfect. And why don't you throw those links up on my page if you think about it? Throw what? Throw your pages. On, put your links for your pages oh. on my page. Oh. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you. And remember, anyone who write, you guys, all of you that are still listening, any of you who write poems to any of the prompts that I give out, any of the prompt stuff on my page, any of that, and you bring them back to the show and read it, your name gets put into the drawing for the end of the, the drawings uh, at the end of the month for all the prizes, prizes, prizes we've got. And you'll want them, trust me. So just a hint if you write to any of the prompts and bring them back. Hint, hint. Okay. All right, <laughs> all of you. I still see you guys online, or online, yeah. All right, sweetheart, we'll talk to you next week. Yes. Thank okay. you, sweetie, for being my last dance. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Okay. All righty. All right, everyone, you have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I'm very excited that we had this night together. It was a lot of fun whole bunch of information about what's going on with our National Poetry Month activities at the beginning of the show. If you were not here for that, then come back after the show has, uh, a few minutes after the show has ended, and check it out in the archives. All you have to do is actually just click one of the links on my page, and it should take you to the archived episode. And you can listen to the beginning of the show and get a bunch of that information. I'll be posting some of that on my page. But the gist of it is I have all this stuff, all these prompts, there's photo albums full of prompts, just photo albums full of some, even my photography. I don't care what you write to, just write to something on my page, one of the picture prompts, one of the whatevers, post it on my page, or come on the show and read it and share it, and that will get you into the drawings. Uh, donating to the show as a show sponsor also gets you into a, uh, into a separate drawing, a different drawing. That's a, a special thank you for the people who will be sponsoring this year, who are sponsoring this year. We've got four more days left. We've got about 600 and something odd change to make it to our two-hour show uh, license, and uh, we are so close. Very excited. Thank you guys who have already donated, who um, who are investing into the community appreciate you guys so much. You have no idea. All right. We'll talk to you next week. I'm going to end the show with a audio track, and this is going to be dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. I had everything ready, but the show I was, the track I was going to end the show with. Let's do Andrea Gibson and stay. Here you go. We'll see you next week, everybody. Stay. There are snowflakes on my tongue. I want to melt on your inner thigh. There's a face in the moon I still call Jesus some nights. My body is a temple where I've burned so many scriptures. I see smoke every time I look in the mirror. Stay. Kiss me where the flames turn blue. 
Tell me there are places on my skin that look exactly like the sky and your heart is a jet plane heavy with the weight of businessmen and crying babies but you're done running for the exit road cause God knows we have smoked the stars, made wishes on falling ashes, something's gotta give, it may as well be our fingers, touch me, till my ribs become piano keys, till there is sheet music scrolled across the inside of my lungs cause I'm breaking old patterns, for anyone else I would rhyme and end this line with Saturn, but you are not the type to wear rings, and I'm not the type to want to celebrate forever, when right now it's forever walking down the aisle unnoticed, hold me, sing me lullabies at dawn when I've been up all night, painting the wind, to remind myself that things are moving, we were talking mountains and snowboards when you said, I'll teach you how to fall, I said I bet you will, but my bruises will be half moons hanging above cornfields that yield only crop circles. You are a mystery I promise I will never try to solve. What science calls science, I have always called miracle. And since we met, there have been days when I have said thank you so many times. I could watch all my broken pieces curling into seeds to plant themselves in the bellies of saxophones on street corners in New Orleans. You can find music in places where you cannot find air. So when you say... You are homesick for my skin. My body sends you postcards from all its darkest corners and prays. You can still see the sun climbing my bones like octaves. Cause baby, there were nights when my pulse did not win. Nights when my heartbeat stained the kitchen floor bright red. But you once told me we are most alive in that split second before death. So I call ugly a four-letter word and tell you I am tired of hearing myself swear. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder you hold me so well that I am almost convinced that smoke in the mirror might one day disappear. <laughs>